welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Saket Jain, and he is the founder and CEO of Impact Wealth Builders. He's also the number one best-selling author, an investor, syndicator, tech enthusiast, and philanthropist. And so I'm super excited here to have Saket join us on today's episode, sharing us on how we can develop an investor mindset, because as we all know it, it starts with a mindset first before we're able to go ahead and take action. So Saket, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Well, thank you for having me, Aline. I'm super excited. You know, you and I can talk at length about different things. This topic that you picked, it's a favorite topic of mine. So Saket, I love this topic as well, because before we can start moving forward, before we start thinking about the technicalities and how to underwrite and how to look at the different Mm -hmm. deals, it all starts with how we think about things. And are we setting up ourselves up for success or failures? Like, How do we show up every single day? How do we set our mind up for success in investing in anything in life? And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with you. Love that. Let's get it started. So Saket, share with us a little bit more about your background and how you got started with real estate, first of all. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, my journey is not that different than anyone else's journey, right? It's just had probably a little bit more twists and turns than I had expected, but it's not a unique journey. 2016 is when I got laid off and that's when the whole real estate bug caught me, right? It actually shifted, you know, I'm an immigrant. I moved from India back in 2000. So I've at that time, I'd been there for 16 odd years and I'd done everything right. Right, I went to the best of the college in India. I went got my MBA from uh, Columbia Business School here. I've worked for all top companies. So I'm like, you know what? I've heard being, people being laid up. It can never happen to me. Right. So I kind of lived in that space. And when that decision happened, the entire team got wiped out. Right. So it's not a decision for performance. It's just that there was a merger. And one day we woke up and the entire a lot of positions got eliminated. So that's really what got me started thinking, you know, went to the emotions of being sad, angry, guilt, shame, everything. Any negative emotion, I probably had it in me. So it took me about two to three months to overpower those emotions and essentially turn that into from being a victim to a victor. Then I started looking at what did I do? What can I do different? I'm not the one who's going to be delving in the past for too long. Like it is what it is. Now we got to move forward. How can I do things differently? And that's when the shift happened from I'd been focusing on net worth so much that I had never really focused on cash flow. Right. I had a few investment properties until them, but they were all negative cash flow, but they appreciated super amazingly. And I was very happy about it. So yeah, net worth, I had good net worth, but I didn't have any cash flow. So that's once that switch happened. That's really when I started to look into real estate as being an asset class of choice, partly, you know, me being from India, we love real estate. So I'm like, you know, why don't we just go back to our roots and let's start doing something in the real estate, went single family route, realized quickly, like everyone else, that it's going to take me thousands of lifetimes to get to single family. And the effort, it's a lot of effort involved and the risk goes up too. So then I started venturing into multifamily. And I'm like, you know what? I found the asset class of choice. 
So right now, our core portfolio offering is predominantly multifamily, but we're also looking to expand beyond that, which is going to be crypto mining, self-storage, mobile home parks, and stuff like that as well. I think you brought up a really fantastic point because you came from a very successful background. You had the education, the high paying job. And one day, all of that out of no reason Mm -hmm. of your own, the company decided, let's eliminate these positions. And then there is nothing else that you could do to change Mm -hmm. their minds or anything like that. That choice was taken away from you. Correct. And so you mentioned you went from the mindset of being a victim to thinking about becoming the victor. How did you come to that point? And like, what were the steps that you took in order to get to that point in time where you were able to move forward? As I said, it was not an easy step, right? I mean, you know, a lot of us listen to a lot of motivational videos, right? Personal development, and it's all in our head. It is there somewhere. Because when you listen to it, you're super excited and then life happens, life moves on, right? Until life kicks you, you actually don't have the opportunity to exercise that intelligence and implement it and live in it. So it took me about three months. You know, in that three months, as I mentioned, I went from why is it happening to me? What did I do wrong, right? Uh, There are people, I'm doing a lot of good in the world and good things happen to good people, but I see a lot of other people who are worse than me in terms of their character and moral behavior, what's wrong? It was not confusion. It was essentially, I was trying to blame somebody right? of why it was wrong, what was happening for me, why it was not happening to anyone else, and why me, and why now? So one morning I got up, I'm like, you know what? There's only two ways to live this thing. One is I can live the rest of my life, however life I have, short or long, or I could actually try and see if there's some way to go to the next step, right? In the meanwhile, I was always looking for jobs and all that stuff because I had, no other, I had no other idea what else to do. And I know looking back, I would have never been hired. Like no one would have hired me in that mindset because your mindset, you know, it's your thoughts become your behavior. It, people can see through your thoughts. It's subtle, but you can. So in that mindset, no one would have hired me anyway. So I'm actually very thankful for that because no one hired me because it let me continue down the path of why me, why now? One morning I got up and I started thinking about, okay, why, how do I do it differently? I actually flipped the question around and it was just out of luck. I can't say that I was planning for that question. I started thinking about why not me and why not now, right? If something were to happen to me when I was 60, 65, you know, closer to my retirement age at that time, that's how I was thinking. Now I'm thinking of retirement very differently. And we'll talk about that later. But like 60, 65, I would not have been able to recover, right? So maybe there's a silver lining here that I need to look for. And the moment I shifted that perspective, I just asked, it's kind of like funny, one negative word changed my entire trajectory, right? You know, we all shy away from the negativity, but one negative word, I'm like, this is very powerful. Why? From why now, why me, to why not me, to why not now? And that's really, when that switch happened, the patch showed up. I was not even sure how I'll do things. But one of my mentors always says, when the student is ready, teacher shows up. I was a ready student at that time. And I'm okay looking at different things. That is extremely powerful. Why me to why not me? Just changing it by that one word shifts the entire focus and how you think about things and how you approach you know, the next steps that you're going to be facing and how you're going to, you know, 
take those next steps and take those next actions. No, I agree. I think, you know, one is very, and now looking back, you know, looking back, everything makes sense. Um, <laughs> looking back that it's empowering. Mm-hmm. When you ask why me, it's a blaming question. You're finding somebody, either your partner or your employer or superpower, whoever you believe in, may something or someone made it happen to you. And that is fine. You can ask that question and you can continue asking that question. You'll never get that answer because they're not the reason why that's happening to you. Yeah. There's something else. The reason is you need to change as a person. You need to transform. You need to migrate to a different reality. And that life event or that incident happened just because you needed to shift. You were just ready to shift, right? The universe was ready to teach you a different lesson. And the moment that shift happens, it becomes like, you know what, let me just try it out. What's Life sucks anyways. <laughs> what more can go wrong, right? So I mean, right. I think once you shift that attitude, it's very powerful. What else do I have powerful. to lose? I can what only I go up from lose? here. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? We've already taken the kids out of private school. We've already moved in my in-laws. We've already diff- changed states. That's fine. Let's take the next chat and figure out what's there to explore. I think about it the same way. And me and my husband always have a lot of conversations too, because every step that has, you know, that we've come across or every decision that we've made, we always say that life is happening for us, not to us. Love that. Love that comment. Yeah. And so, you know, the situations and the circumstances and those challenges that we face in our lives have gotten us to where we are today. It's really how we approach it and how we take a look at things and our perception and perspectives of, you know, is life happening for us? And so for us, it's always, you know, things happen for a reason. We've gotten to where we are today because that's where we are supposed to be. How do we get to the next steps and where do we want to be in the future? You know, how do we take those next steps? How do we take those next actions? How do we, you know, show up every day in our lives? How do we show up in our mindset every single day? I love what you said. And the only thing I would add to that is having that understanding does not make life easy, right? It does not mean that your day-to-day, even though you have that thinking, Mm -hmm. does not mean life becomes easy. Life is going to be life, right? Life's never fair to anybody. I know it's not fair to me. I'm assuming it's not fair to you. Nobody, right? But it's that mindset of let's take one step further and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if we need to take a step back, we'll take a step back. And whatever happens, you're going to be enjoying the journey. And you know, there's only one way to enjoy the journey. Somebody told me a long time ago that you can design your own path or you can follow somebody else's path. There's only one path that'll make you happy when you are designing your own path, right? which is more intentional. Like I'm happy, I'm glad looking back that somebody made a decision to lay the entire team off. It was hard at that time, but looking back, <laughs> I'm glad that happened. I do not wish on anybody else because you don't have to go through that situation mm-hmm. personally to get out of it. It's happening to a lot of people already. right? And given the economic conditions right now, it's probably going to happen a lot more. So this is a perfect time to kind of start thinking, what can we do differently? Now, instead of waiting for a month or a, a week or a year or two or three, whatever time, and hopefully, again, it never, I'm not wishing that on your audience, but it may not be in your control. And I also say, you know, there's three reasons it may not be in your control. One is, and I'm going to take a very morbid turn and then we'll come back to the positive <laughs> side. We don't know how much time we have on this right. planet. Right. We just don't know. So, you know, we talk about the retirement at 65. 
we may not have that. I lost my sister last year. She's only two years older than me. She had a beautiful life ahead of her, but she was gone. Right? One day we woke up and she was no longer here. So that could happen to any one of us. So why wait? That's one. The second thing is we may not be in the perfect health to be employed till we want to be employed. Let's say 65 is a magic number. Who knows, right? Third thing is you may not be, your employer may lay you off like it happened to me. And fourth, which is the most important thing is you actually want to stay employed till 65. What if you want to have a different path? What if you could retire tomorrow and go travel the world, live your dream? Why wait? If you don't have to wait. And there is a path. I mean, I know you know that path and I know that path and folks that we surround ourselves with have done that. So why not? We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So for you, Saket, when you decided to take that control back in and now you have you set yourself up, your mindset is now primed and you're thinking, why not me instead of becoming the victim itself? What did you do to be able to set yourself up you know, for success in terms of real estate? Did you continue to look for jobs in the W-2? Did you transition full-time into multifamily real estate? What did you do next? Yeah. So for me, I think I did not come to a real estate conclusion right away. My conclusion was I need to go on cash flow producing assets. And I don't like stock market to begin with. I did it because that was the only thing available that I knew it. And I don't see that as a cash flow producing. Like, you know, we can talk about dividend stocks and everything else. I don't see them as a cash flowing asset. So I started looking at something else. So real estate trumped it. And I loved real estate because I've had some holdings and, you know, coming from India, the whole real estate business is pretty alive there. I'm like, you know, let me try that out. So once I identified what I needed to do, at that point, I actually remember vividly two ways to look at it. One could be, I'm going to learn everything on my own. I'm just going to read tons of books, watch some YouTube videos, and I'm going to go flip some homes because that's really my idea of real estate investing was. But then I quickly realized it's again, not cash flowing, right? It is essentially flipping, which is the name gives it away, which is you buy something, but you change, you turn hands very quickly on that, right? That can give you appreciation and it could be a forced appreciation, but it doesn't give you cash, which is similar to stock market in my regards. It's a little bit better, but similar. So then I started looking at rental properties, right? And that's really when I started looking at who else in my network is doing it and doing it well and doing it at scale because I didn't want to be just having one or two properties. I knew if I needed to get the cash flow, the financial freedom I'm looking for, I need to go big. I need to go 50, 100 odd properties to get to that point where I don't have to worry about somebody making a decision about my job. I loved what I did. So I always kept looking for a job but that was a secondary job, right? To look for a job. Main thing was to try to break into the real estate. So I find mentors, I joined some masterminds. 
I went to several conferences. I remember my, I didn't see my wife and kids for probably six to nine months because I was always understanding and talking to people and traveling. Thankfully, I didn't have a job, so I didn't have to worry about it, <laughs> of taking permission. I was just out. And that has paid off in multiple ways, not just financially. It's because it has made me who I am now. So for you, Saket, you talked a little bit also about, you know, one day, if we were to retire at 65, we might not ever get to that point in time in our lives. And I'm sorry to hear about your sister passing. And so it's unfortunate that these types of events happen that we can't have no way of predicting or preparing for or anything like that. So for you, what is your vision of retirement looks like then? And how are you setting yourself up to be able to focus more on what we like to call your passion income and doing the things that you love? No, definitely. I think it's a great question because if you asked me this question two years ago, it would have a very different answer. But given where I am right now with life, now, I really think that there's two ways to live life. You could live life for yourself and your immediate family, or you could have a broader goal to create a community around. And we ended up picking that, you know, we want to impact as many lives as we can with how much ever short or long life we have left. When I say we, it's me and my wife. We're both business, business partners. So, and when we start looking at that, we're like, you know what, what is that? If we want to remove ourselves from this planet and we want to look, at, look back at ourselves, What is that we would like to leave our legacy with? And legacy is a very strong word. I'm not saying I want to be the next Steve Jobs. That's not the goal of legacy. It's more, how can we impact people's life, right? And when we started looking at it as I grew up in a very humble family back home in India, and uh, my wife grew the same way, but she grew up here. So we're trying to compare notes. And really the common factor ended up becoming education. Mm -hmm. That the fastest way to elevate out of financial situation, which it could be. And when we were talking about people who can't even afford their meals, right? we're not talking about middle class to upper class. That's not the transition. We're talking about people who can't even afford the meal. The surest way for them to get out of that situation is education. Right? So like, you know what, let's use that as a basis for us to build everything that we do. Right? So what we're now doing is impact wealth builders. Our passion is to help people like myself and yourself, you know, the people who are trying to build the wealth right now for themselves, but also include their kids, their extended family, because that's the next generation of wealth builders that we need to influence that's in our own vicinity. But at the same point, we also want to bring in the additional component of the community where we bring in kids from, we sponsor education for kids in India. And I say India because that's where I'm from. That's when I know where to go. I know who to help. I know all of that stuff, right? doesn't mean that Americans don't need it. So I want to make sure that I don't come across that India is the only place where it needs help. I'm pretty sure here there are individuals and kids that need help too. We just ended up picking because of our background. So what we're trying to do is now let's create the next future generation of wealth builders and let's enable them to get to a point where they can think about building the wealth, right? They're not there yet because their lives look very different. So that's really our passion. That's what we live by. Everything we do is around education. I do not want anyone, any investor coming to me saying that, here's my money. I'll come see you in five years. I actually don't want those investors. I have said no to several investors because that's the relationship they want. And I don't want that because for me, it's very important that my investors learn what investing actually means. And 85 to 90% is not about investing. It's about mindset. 
So you, I want to hope that they end up becoming a better human being and their lives transform in a certain way because they were part of our company. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's beautiful because essentially investing in the way we're able to generate, you know, cash flow, appreciation, improve your overall net worth, all of that is just a tool to be able to help right. us to get us to what we really want to be able to do, which is impacting the people and the lives around us. Mm -hmm. And how are we able to do that? And so we're just looking at these different options, these different ways to build up ourselves and the people around us and utilizing that tool to quickly help us and help those around us. Yeah, I think same thing, right? Don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. Mm -hmm. More importantly, don't let yourself <laughs> tell you you can't do it. Because you then are, it's not you could happen. be your worst enemy. <laughs> could be, and I was, right? And I suck. I'm not smart enough, right? That I don't fit in. I was going through those emotions. They're not empowering. They're fine. I think you need to process it. That's okay. So I always say, you know what? Block a time. And I'm going to cry for three months, three weeks, three hours, three minutes, block a time. And then once that time goes away, shift, consciously shift, because you know that's not going to help you. But being who we are, we need to process our emotions, right? So I think I always say to anyone, even my own kids, like, it's fine to be upset, but just make sure that you have a time limit. Then move on. And then let's fix it. If you can. And if you can't fix it, then let's not worry about it. Yep. And going back to what you said in the very beginning, change your mindset from being the victim to now the victor. Ask yourself instead of why me, why not me? Just that one little word is so powerful. Correct. Correct. I live by that now. I think it was an accidental discovery for me, but I live with those two sentences. Awesome, Saket. Well, I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey with us today. And I love how you've been able to shift your mindset into, you know, starting with that first, really seasoning your mind and really honing it in because we are the gatekeepers of what goes into our minds and how we come across and what positive things or negative things we allow mm -hmm. into ourselves, into our minds and everything like that. And so thank you so much for sharing, you know, your journey and how you've been able to shift your overall mindset. Definitely. Um, yeah. And thank really you for having that. me. I really enjoyed our discussion and hope I was able to add some value for your audience. Absolutely. And Saiket, if our listeners also want to find out more about you, what you're doing, follow your journey, where's the best place that they can go? They can go to Impact Wealth Builders, my website, impactwealthbuilders.com. They can actually book a call with me. I have a book that I just co-authored. It became number one best-selling book. So don't buy it on Amazon. <laughs> you can just click on the book launch on my website, schedule a call with me. I'll send you the book. So don't worry about buying another $20 book and adding a book that you may or may not read. At least this way, it's a free book. Chances are you may read one chapter at least. Awesome, Saket. Thank you so much again. Oh, thank you, Aline. Take care. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. 
Download your free copy today at bonifacecapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifacecapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.